Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Creatives and Coffee. My name is Anna and joined with me is my co-host Kobe. How are you today, Kobe? I'm pretty good, thanks Anna. Super keen to talk to someone who is in the radio industry this episode, looking at all things radio in Brisbane and touching on Australian radio in general as well. But we aren't just going to talk about it ourselves. We have a guest here, Joe Murray. He works at 96.5 Radio Station in Brisbane. How are you today, Joe? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming in. So we're keen to chat about you, chat with you about what you do and um, all those sorts of things. So who are you and what's your role at 96.5 Radio yeah, Station? Sure. So uh, my name's Joe Murray and my official title is Assistant Audio Producer, which pretty much means I do all the behind the scenes stuff that's not like on air presenting. I do all the behind the scenes audio um, editing, um, other production. So any little bits and pieces that go on air in between songs or in between talking segments, um, that's all me. And I also look after some podcasts and other stuff that we use for uh, digital release rather than just on-air stuff. So, yeah. So, you would know all about what we're doing here and what goes into making a podcast? certainly do. I've got a little bit of experience in that area, um, both at uh, 96.5 producing podcasts there and doing my own podcast with... Uh, Frank Menken, which was one of your past guests, I think. Yeah, we you know I have a podcast with him that we've been doing for a long time. So, yeah, well experienced in the podcast field. Sweet. Um, how do you rate our podcast setup then? Any tips? It's not bad actually. It's a nice little room. This is really all you need: a little recorder and like it's great. I reckon. Sweet. Mm. Cheers. For that. <laughs> Love a compliment. So, what made you decide radio as uh, the path that you wanted to go down? So, I didn't really choose radio from the beginning. So, I I decided to study um, audio. I picked a course that was fairly uh, generic and covered a lot of different fields. Uh, But radio wasn't actually one of them. Interesting, well, funnily enough. But one of my internships, which we can talk about a bit later, was in radio at 4ZZZ Community Radio Station. So, I did a little bit of work with them and got a bit of insight into what the world of radio was uh, and then from there this job at 96.5 just came up and it covered all the the fields that I'd studied and things that I'd learnt by doing my own podcast for a few years um, and it all just kind of fell into place and you know all the boxes were ticked of what I wanted to do so that's how I fell into the radio world yeah. So that's just on like uh, seek or something like that you found that job through radio uh well it actually just came the ad came through from a family friend so it was really out of the blue but um yeah but if i hadn't have studied and picked the field uh, picked the course i did um which covered a lot of bases from from film audio game audio animation studio production like music bands even live stuff then i wouldn't have been equipped to do um you know radio or this job in particular. And what uh, was that QT? Was that JMC? What, which uni did you go through? Yeah, so I studied at SAE Institute uh, at West End. Uh, and I did their Bachelor in Audio course. Do you rate it? <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It's a great uh, community there. Uh, a lot of pe- There's a lot of lovely people, a lot of 
people come from um, far and wide to study at SAE. So there's lots of diversity there. Um, yeah, I'd rate the course as a whole. So the facilitators were great. The actual course was really good. Um, as I said before, it was just rather open-ended. Uh, and a lot of the projects we did were also open-ended. There wasn't a whole lot of like, this is what you have to do and, um, and all that. Yeah, wasn't a heap of structure. Uh, which was nice. It made uh, meant that we could really explore our interests and we could experiment um, and make mistakes on our own pretty much and then come back to to um, and hand in our assignments and then learn from there. So yeah, it was a it was an interesting way and and probably a little bit less traditional than your usual kind of QUT, like the big uni type of uh, creative industry study. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that does sound pretty interesting, and mm. it sounds like it's worked out pretty well for you so far. Yeah. Um, so, you mentioned an internship earlier. Would you like to share a little bit more about that, if that's okay? Yeah. So, part of the course, um, at the end of it, we had to do a minimum hours of interning. I think it was 100 or something like that. And I ended up getting two internships. One was with 4ZZZ Radio Station, and the other one was with Anywhere Festival and with Anywhere Festival they pretty much sponsored um, events all around Brisbane from music stuff to puppet shows to cultural performances it was, it was there was lots of stuff going on there art shows even so and our role as interns was to live stream them um, and so that was interesting learning about the more live part of film and how that all ties into uh, a production and a live setting yeah and then yeah the the radio station um for triple z my what i had to do there was um they had a segment i can't oh live delay it was called and it's where they would record a live band so it was very similar to anywhere festival with you know the live streaming and then recording a live band and then they'd send it to us and we'd mix it and they'd play it on uh, they put it on SoundCloud and I think they would air it on like a Saturday night or something. So that was really cool. That was a cool experience trying to um, get live recordings to sound good. Yeah, which is kind of contradicting, but <laughs> yeah, it was good. Learned a lot through that, yeah. This podcast is all about um, cre- like pathways to get into creative industries. And you are actually the first guest that we've had that has gone down the university route. A lot of creatives don't. They will freelance or they will, you know, try and do uni, but then it doesn't work out for them. But considering that your uni and your internships, which was through uni, has prepared you for a job in radio, do you think that uni is worth it? I think in my case, it worked out really well. One of the great things about studying is um, right off the bat, you have that, um, you have credibility. You're like, I've, you know, if you're cold emailing someone or cold calling someone, you can say, hey, it's um, Joe here. I've just gotten my bachelor in audio. Like, you know, and all of a sudden you're, you've gone from just someone who I uh, want to, you know, can I come and work for you or whatever to like, this is who I am. And this is, this is what makes me credible. And I, from the beginning, I kind of saw that. And I looked at the freelance way of trying to get work, building a kind of portfolio, building a client base. And then at that point, you sort of grow your credibility rather than just getting it from study. So that definitely helped me with 
uh, getting internships and stuff and even this job because yeah right off the bat you can sort of wow them with this is who I am this is what I've studied and this is you know and often give something else that's like I have a lot of experience of this area in the field so um, the third thing for me was podcasting and that tied in nicely to the radio scene and how I got into that um, because I could say to them hey my name's Joe I've got my bachelor in audio and I've been podcasting for two years and they're like wow okay so yeah so for me it worked really well to get my to get credibility and to um, turn heads right from the beginning which I always um, saw as a kind of a difficult thing which is why I chose to study yeah so you've got your degree and it Gave you experience in a whole different range of different things, obviously. You learnt a lot. You've gone into radio, but what other things could you have gone into? And what other things might you be interested in or you were interested in and ended up going a different route? Yeah, well, from when I went into study, I wanted to do live sound. I thought it'd be awesome to travel with a band, be the uh, front of house engineer and make them sound nice on stage and just travel with them. About... A third into my degree, I was like, mm, that's not for me. And I wanted to do game audio. And a lot of it, like, you know, the, the course covered all these parts, which is really nice. So we could dabble in a bit of everything and try, see what we liked. I um, wanted to do game audio. That could have done, I could have stuck with that. But um, one of my projects was a game score thing. We had to write a, write a piece of music for a game. And I'm not as talented in that as I am in like... Uh, some other types of audio editing so it kind of threw me off that then film film audio was the next big thing and that's kind of where I've always wanted to go so yeah being not necessarily being a recorder on set for a film but doing all the background work in the right at the end of production where I don't remember the term but when your edits set uh, like the visual edit is set and then it gets sent to the audio guys and they make it sound really pretty. That's that's sort of, yeah, that's where I really wanted to go after uni and then, yeah, I just kind of fell into fell into radio, so yeah. If you were, say, to head into that film sort of role, do you know the steps you would have to take to get there um, at all? Do you know the pathway? Is that something you've got sort of worked out or have a bit of knowledge of at all? Yeah, um, the film inter- industry is really interesting because you kind of have to just know people. Um, well, that's the easiest way to get in is know people. Um, so, networking all the time. Uh, that's an, actually another good thing about uni is you get thrown into networking. You get forced to network. Um, and so, you can kind of, you can lean into that and and like really make lots of good connections in uni. Um, and that's how you can also then get into doing starting with indie films, get your name around even more, meet more people, um, and then eventually people will start asking for you on their on their work. And that's that's um, the dream for uh, the film, film audio person. But yeah, I think that's sort of step one um, in trying to get into that industry for, um, from my position. Your role as a is an audio executive, is that right? Audio, uh, producer. Audio yeah. producer. Um, so you produce a lot of the stuff that you hear on the radio. Yep. Like what? So the main three things that you'll hear on the radio uh, that isn't like a presenter or music, um, you'll hear... No, sorry, two. You'll hear promos and uh, imaging. And so promos are pretty much like 30-second long bits, 30 
yeah, 30 to 40 seconds and they will promote something. So whether that's something else that's happening on air, so they'll promote another show, um, they might promote something that's going on in the station, maybe promote our social media, something like that. That's something we make. So yeah, anything, any promos, anything that has to promote something, we'll make that, we'll write that as well. So we write the scripts for it, send it off to get uh, for someone to voice it, comes back and then we make it all sound pretty and then put it on air. Uh, and then the other one's imaging, and that's often uh, what you'll hear around a show or anything that's like talking about one show specifically and just saying, you know, hey, this is this is what you're listening to right now. That's kind of imaging. Um, so an example of that would be our breakfast show, so our 6 to 10 o'clock show with Ken and Nikki. Uh, the imaging for that is Ken and Nikki Brizzy Brecky. And so you'll often hear from, you know, six till 10, you'll just hear Ken and Nikki Breezy Brecky, like the whole time. Um, and that, Can you say that 10 times fast? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be um, Ken and Nikki Breezy Brecky on 96.5. So that'll all happen uh, in that time and that's called imaging. So that can be anywhere from um, a really short thing like that, which is called a bullet, but because bullets go fast. So it's just like, yeah, 96.5. Yeah. So that's a bullet. Yeah. Breezy Brecky. Yeah, something like that. To longer 15-second spots, which are called sweepers, but we won't talk about that. So, yeah, imaging is anything that sort of is around the show. Promos are things that promote uh, anything to do with the station, and that's what we have a lot to do with. Um, Also, part of my role is I look after the um, ad production. So, I produce any ads that come through our sales team. So they'll they'll liaise with their client, get a script together, send it to me. I'll pick a voice for it. So I'll pick someone that um, will suit well to the um, company that's trying to advertise and well to the script. Um, and then, yeah, go from there. Pick some music, make it all sound pretty, put it on air. So you mentioned one of the presenters earlier. How would their path into the industry have differed from yours or how would any other roles in the radio industry how would people fulfilling those roles have gone through a different sort of pathway to get the job yeah well there's lots of different ways to become a uh, if we're talking about a presenter specifically there's heaps of different ways to become a presenter one of our presenters uh started in production actually so i think generally once you're in the content team there's heaps of uh, scope to move around in it so uh, once you're in production or on air or um, even promotions like um, there's a lot you can definitely move around pretty easily so that's one way in you can just get into the content team with whatever however you can or whatever's interesting to you at the time another way you can start off with voicing ads you can do freelance with that or you can go to another Um, production place so we go through a a certain like agency so you can go to an agency and they'll like put you on a list and then people can pick you and ask you to um, voice different things and then they they'll voice pretty much whatever you want so ads promote promos and that imaging and all that kind of stuff bullets and sweeps (laughs) that's it bullets and sweepers so that's one way to get into just getting your voice on air to start with uh, and then you can get discovered from there and, and go on. And in the in the radio scene, because it's kind of not getting smaller, but, you know, like 
it's not, not getting, a, it's not getting bigger. Yeah, I don't want to say it's a cult, but you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone knows everyone in the radio scene. So, and once you're in again, it's like important to network and meet lots of people because that's also where job opportunities come up with, you know, hey, do you want to, or, you know, if you're traveling and they're like, oh, while you're up here, can you voice this? So, that's another way to do it. Um, another one of our presenters started off doing news stuff. So, she got into one of the news providers for radio and started doing that and then has now come to us and is doing presenting there. So... Yeah, lots of different ways to get into that, I think. Would you say that networking is the the golden ticket into any creative position? I think so. Mm. I think so. As much as it sucks, as much as I don't like talking to people. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you are, a, I mean, because I know you a little bit more. You mm. are an introvert. Yeah. What advice would you give to create introverted creatives? Because there are... Plenty of extroverts, but there are definitely introverts as well. Yeah, well, like, you know, from my experience, studying was helpful because they sort of force you to meet people. Uh, For one, they force you to meet people and they they push you out of your comfort zone a bit. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten this job if I hadn't studied. I don't know. I think it's just a matter of, like, you kind of just have to. You sort of just have to meet people and network. And... You can still be an introvert, like behind closed doors and all that, but as long as you push yourself out there while while you're in a room with other creatives, that's the ticket. Um, especially if you don't go down the study path and you're trying to freelance, that's sort of all you got from the beginning. Yeah, it's, I found it really difficult to get my name out by trying to build a portfolio on my own stuff so yeah yeah and like for someone who does audio or something if you you know don't want to carry your headphones on your head or whatever or even still you kind of not you're not an audio person if you've got headphones on necessarily like keep your keep a portfolio have like a website or even just socials and have um make sure you've got stuff on social media so you can just if someone asks you can show them and be like this is what i do and then keeping, obviously, if we, I don't know how much you want to dive into social media, but keeping all your um, handles similar to your name and very simple, that's always helpful if someone kind of learns your name when they um, speak to you and then you go off and they're like, oh, I just kind of want to see what they do and they look you up, it's easy to find you and whatever. So, yeah. So, how might a smaller band actually um, put forward their songs to get onto the radio? Because um, we know a sort of smaller band called mm. Soap, who um, released a single two weeks ago, last week, I believe. And that might be the sort of thing that they might need to know to um, yeah. find success in the Brisbane scene. I mean, there are stations that do that focus on um, new bands and upcoming bands. Like, I think 4ZZZ is one of them and like Triple J. Uh, and those ones so definitely get on to them see how they take in new um, new people but otherwise just like send an email to a station Um, it doesn't even hurt to give it a go to one of the big ones and just see what they say getting your name out there even if you send them an email and say hey I'm I don't know Bob from Soap and you know this is our new single you know some way down the track someone might come across your single again and be like oh i remember this email and so like definitely get your name out there just email people call people um even call up someone at nova and be like how would i get my song on whatever and they might have more information than me but yeah networking knowing people and just um getting it out there um 
but yeah, there are definitely stations that take in um, smaller bands and newer bands. So look into that, definitely. Something that I, I'm not sure if you took this class, Kobe, but something that I learned about in um, an Australian media class is about um, broadcasting quotas. And um, I know you probably don't know an extensive amount about this, but just thoughts on basically for those who don't know, um, Australia has broadcasting quotas. So on the radio, you listen to X amount of Australian music and X amount of international music. So the um, it, it's very fair to say that those who still listen to radio won't listen to very much Australian music at all because the quota is so swayed in the international direction and that's only about like 10 I I think it's changed since I've last read this but it's like 10% or x amount of minutes but it is played at like midnight to one like 2 a.m so that it doesn't interfere with like broadcast times you know do you have any thoughts on on this in from a radio perspective yeah interesting you bring that up because so 96.5 is a community station, same with 4ZZZ, um, which is different to commercial radio. So your commercial stations in Brisbane, the big ones are like Nova, um, 97.3, B105. And then you got your smaller community ones. And we have different quotas like that. In the bigger commercial stations uh, like Nova, B105, 97.3, they're the big ones in Brisbane. I can see how stations like that that are just going for more of like a poppy sound and just trying to be current for, you know, what's, you know, trying to get all the bigger hits on all the time uh, would play their Australian music like from midnight to 1am or something like that, like you were saying. Um, But then smaller community stations, in my experience, I've found have always tried to be a bit more local. Um, And it's funny you bring that up because... 96.5, 96.5, this is a little, little plug, uh, 96.5 is actually playing uh, Brisbane music on Saturday mornings for throughout September. So, that's been something we've been working on the last little while. So, yeah, one of our goals is to stay local and to be, to make sure that we're in Brisbane and not just trying to get the biggest hit and biggest name on, on air, um, which some, you know... Not all commercial stadium, uh, stations are like that. But yeah, sometimes it is easy for um, for them to fall into that kind of trap and just say, ah, oh, we'll play the not-so-popular stuff at 3 a.m. when no one's listening. Yeah, Especially considering that radio is a dying medium. Well, not dying, but like it's always going to be around, but it's not listened to as much anymore. So if you put on all the big TikTok hits, mm. then I suppose that brings people in or, you know, encourages more younger people to listen considering younger people don't listen yeah but i'm actually so happy to hear that they're like that 96.5 is thinking about local brisbane mm. artists and actually setting aside time to showcase their work because mm. that's how the brisbane scene keeps growing and that's really encouraging yeah and i know that like um I know there's a bunch of other stations in Brisbane that do that too. Like 4ZZZ in particular um, is, you know, one of those stations that play a lot of smaller bands and that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, you'll just, you'll find that, you know, the small stations will kind of stay smallish because they're playing smaller band music. So um, people aren't as drawn to that um, as they are to, you know, the biggest Justin Bieber and whoever else is popping off. 
So yeah, then that's why you know, commercial stations keep getting bigger is because because of that. But yeah, so I don't know about the. I haven't actually heard about the Australian versus international quota. Um, but you know, we have all our other quotas of like um, ads to ads versus mm. other stuff and whatever. But then you know, commercial stations don't don't even have that, so they can do it. They pretty much have freedom in whatever they want to do. So, yeah. And it's interesting, like that. Not only is there an audio producer, and there's not just a presenter. It's not just the on-air team. Like it's actually so many people who work in radio behind the scenes. And just because I said this in episode three as well, sorry for repeating myself, but it's true. Especially, you don't have to be a presenter to be successful in radio. There are other jobs, and if you can't be the presenter and you can't be on air. Like, don't be discouraged by that. Don't feel like it. that is the be-all and end-all. Just because you're not on the mic doesn't mean you're not... You can't be and doesn't mean that you're... That you can't work in radio as well. Yeah, just another interesting job that's in in the radio industry is... The title is also a producer, but it's a producer of a show. So, and what they'll often do... You, you'll hear them in the... Um, in the bigger bigger commercial station shows, there'll be like a fourth or a fifth voice that sort of just says, uh, talks first when they come out of a song and then they'll talk last. And what their job is, is to operate the desk and press all the buttons and whatever. Um, and is to make sure it all transitions very smoothly and all that. They'll take callers, they'll edit stuff on the fly. And so that's another whole interesting thing. You can kind of go from... Um, post-production what I do to producing a show to presenting that's sort of the your usual step up but um yeah you can even slot in at any point there so um, that's another really interesting role that's in radio that a lot of people don't know about yeah so that would sort of be like um the bob from robin terry and bob yeah that's sort of the role bob would fill in the show producer sort of thing yeah I think so I I don't I don't know if he is if he's the producer, but I know, uh, yeah, there's other shows that'll have like an extra voice that yeah. just doesn't talk as much. That's like, oh, yeah, they're the producer. And in like the radio world, if you're known as this person's producer, that's pretty much as good as being known as the presenter. That was awesome, man. Cheers for your response to that. No um, very informative. And we've got one final last question for you. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of the tricky one. Okay. Are there any reasons? W- that you might suggest someone doesn't enter the radio industry? Are there any, like, challenges, any issues in the industry that might make it not a good idea for um, future creatives' careers? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the the radio industry is so diverse and it's something that particularly um, young creatives of this time don't know about because it's kind of... It's going slowly... Not It's not going away, but... Um, you know, we don't know about it as much these days. You know, we don't really listen to radio anymore. In saying that, there is definitely a, a world of it. It's not going away. There will always be need for audio or music on demand. Demand? Demand? Yeah, so people always want to um, just click on something and hear something. And they'll need it really quickly, particularly in cars and stuff like that. That's why radio has always done so well. But the actual industry is so diverse that there's no reason for someone not to try get into it even if um it's not exactly what they want to do from the start like if you let's say you want to be a presenter but you've got you're okay at audio editing 
just try and get in with audio editing if you can't get in as a presenter um, because you learn so much from that. And yeah, there's always ways to move around in, in the industry. So yeah. So we're going to wrap up there, but is there anything before we sign off that you want to plug? I mean, I should probably plug my work. I've been talking about it so much. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, I have a listen to um, 96.5 96.5 FM if you're in the car at any point. Um, have a listen but otherwise you can follow me on social media on instagram it's joe i need to see actually i'm uh do as i say not as i tell not as i do because i said that you should keep your instagram handle simple but this is not so uh (laughs) it's joe murray uh, j-o-e but with a y not a u so j-o-e-m-y-r-r-a-y why on instagram i don't know it just looks cool Do as I said, do as I say, not as I do. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, and we will plug, um, we'll put all of his handles in our social media when this podcast gets released. So thank you so much for coming in, for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us about radio. I think this is something we were, you know, we were umming and ahhing about doing a radio episode, but I'm definitely glad that we did because there are definitely people who want to go into radio, whether that's being on air as presenters or, um, behind the scenes like you are so thank you for giving us your little insights into that industry yeah right. thanks for having me thank you no uh, problem you've been so informative you've been <laughs> awesome cheers man appreciate thanks. it greatly all right guys we will see you next time um, on creatives and coffee bye see ya bye